Hello, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, J.D. Rockefeller, uh, a little bit about his purpose, and then kind of how he valued numbers. And I think it'll make a little bit more sense as we kind of get, uh, as we kind of talk through this podcast a little bit. Uh, my birthday was this past week, and um, my uh, wife bought me a book on John D. Rockefeller. And I've, I've read material from him before, and uh, and that type of thing. And, uh, and I think if you have the opportunity to read, uh, if you're a business owner, especially, uh, or just kind of interested in the American dream and what it looks like from a historical perspective, I think uh, reading about him is, um, is a, I think, extremely important, probably, uh, especially if you're, if you're a business owner. And because and, I think he really gives a lot of, he really, I think, can teach us a lot about, uh, about purpose inside of our businesses, purposes uh, our, for ourselves as individuals, but also uh, just some of the more kind of the day in, day, in, day out uh, that he kind of experienced, even though, of course, we're going back, um, I guess, probably, what, about 150 years, maybe not quite that far now, uh, when, when he lived. And, uh, and so it's kind of one of these situations, kind of going through the book and, and started reading through this book that some things really kind of popped out at me. And especially as we kind of get to the point of uh, getting close to, uh, to year end and kind of going through a lot of preparation process, kind of wrapping up this year, uh, kind of tying up any sort of loose ends and really starting getting into planning for 2024. And, uh, and so kind of a couple things I really noticed, first of all, uh, looking at his life, uh, very interested in his background. He grew up in a very difficult home. Uh, he had a dad that uh, was for, I guess, just not a good guy. He would never speak ill of his father, but uh, just kind of just grew up in a home with a, with a dad who was um, in just morally, uh, ethically, just not a, a good guy. But he kind of rose above that. He learned from that and, and really became an exceptional, not just a business owner, uh, but also a, a, a family man. And you kind of see this a lot as you kind of going through and read this. But the one thing I think that maybe is not talked about as much, which I think that maybe was the most impactful for me as I kind of went through and read and have read about his life and then kind of revisiting it here uh, over the last week or so, uh, was really his, um, his focus on purpose. And of course, John D. Rockefeller uh, definitely uh, considered and, and is the, the wealthiest American that the U.S. Uh, history has had. And he defined part of his purpose and kind of summarized it um, uh, somewhat as follows, at least from the, uh, the, the blessings from the execution of what he felt was his purpose. And he said, it has seemed as if I was favored and got increased because the Lord knew that I was going to turn around and give it back. My, my brother-in-law uh, ran for years and, and still kind of oversees a, a good success community. And one of the things he used to, he always mentioned, and my pastor, the church that I attend, he says this in a little bit of a different way, but he talks about uh, how to be, to be a conduit and not a bucket. Uh, um, to, to essentially to understanding that we are given things essentially to turn around and to be a blessing and a help to others. And as I kind of look at our, as our, our client list at the, at the firm that I own, we have about somewhere between eight and 900 business clients. And there really definitely is kind of an, a direct correlation between a business owner that really understands that uh, they, are, they are essentially work to turn around and give and, and help others, not necessarily just to build their own empire, so to speak, uh, or to simply just amass wealth for themselves, that it really is there for a purpose. And what John Rockefeller had learned was that the more that he worked to help others, it seemed the more blessing that he received uh, because of it. And it wasn't just simply the uh, kind of the, the intangible uh, emotion that went along with it, but definitely a, a very tangible uh, um, uh, result or a tangible blessing 
passing that he saw that he received more because he turned around and gave than maybe if he just decided just to earn it and not turn around and give. It was said by historian Michael D. Simmons uh, the following. It said that Rockefeller was singularly defined to acquire massive amounts of wealth precisely to use the money to do God's work in the world. Rockefeller always adverted to his own adherence to the doctrine of stewardship. The notion of the wealthy man as a mere instrument of God, a temporary trustee of his money who devoted it to good causes. And I'll, I'll drop the, these quotes in the in the podcast notes, but uh, it's kind of one of these things. I think it really spoke to his purpose. And uh, as you kind of go through and you read about his life, you saw that he very much lived it uh, and very much involved in a, in a small community church. He was a leader in that church, but also really just kind of turned around, not just to give to that church, but really to help and be a, an instrumental part in that community and really making an impact uh, in that community, uh, not just for his own just kind of good feeling, but truly for uh, to truly try to bless and help people. And you see this over and over again in his life. I think it's kind of a good reminder for each of us that are business owners to really evaluate what is our purpose. Is our, is our when we go through and setting goals for 2024, is it simply just to earn more so we can buy the, 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 the newest whatever that comes out um, so we can, uh, you know, we can go and we can buy a new house or we can get a new vehicle or whatever the case may be? Um, or are, do we have better and bigger and maybe I would say even more long-term, longer-term goals, meaning goals that of impact that last well beyond our uh, our lifetime here on this planet. And I think John Rockefeller evaluated that. He understood that. And of course, we still see his legacy uh, still to this day. Now, Rockefeller, he started his professional career. Now, Rockefeller did not go through, and like nowadays, you think if I'm going to go through and be an accountant, I'm going to go through, I need you know five years of, of, uh, of university and I have to go sit for a test. But he kind of started off and uh, he... Um, uh, he valued education, uh, but he kind of went through and he started off his career just simply as a young person, really just doing books as a bookkeeper. And then, of course, this was extremely interesting to me because in, in many ways, this is kind of how I started out my career. And a lot of uh, individuals in my space, that's kind of how they started off as well. Kind of went and they were just kind of doing bookkeeping and this type of thing. And they began to uh, to grow from there, either launching it into other businesses, uh, taking the information that they learned, uh, um, the principles they learned and, and applied it into other areas, even if they didn't stay in the world of accountancy. And of course, Rockefeller didn't either. Uh, but he said he started his professional career as a bookkeeper. He had a fascination with numbers, kind of understanding that uh, that understanding those numbers was paramount in, uh, in identifying opportunities uh, um, for the future, uh, measuring uh, performance. Uh, but also just kind of just overall working toward uh, the future, evaluating what direction we need to go, what should we do, where should we invest, what direction should we move the business, et cetera. And he talked about how he had faith and how he put faith in numbers. And uh, he, uh, he was quoted as saying, in an imprecise world, they, numbers being uh, rooted, uh, they rooted things in a solid empirical reality. So in an imprecise world, they being the, the numbers, rooted things in a solid empirical reality. So we kind of knew he worked in a very fluid environment, but, uh, but numbers really provided uh, the facts that he needed to evaluate uh, the business. And, and so he really, uh, and this comes directly from his writings, five uh, areas that he felt that knowing the numbers inside the business, doing the bookkeeping, understanding the, uh, the, those numbers that are on a sheet of paper, they provided uh, primarily five things. And uh, first of all, they help guide decisions. 
And uh, for, for all of us that are business owners, uh, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people manage their personal finances by, uh, by, by essentially just evaluating how much they put, pick up their phone, they open their app, how much money do I have in the bank account? This is how much money I can spend. Okay, and, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people go about uh, running their businesses the same way. Uh, we, we have clients, unfortunately, they bounce payroll from time to time. And because they looked at the bank account, well, that morning they had enough for payroll, but they neglected to remember that checks were written here, they hadn't cleared yet, et cetera. And so um, uh, they really don't have a good handle even on some of the basics. But John Rockefeller understood, as I think anybody who, um, who really kind of takes time to sit down uh, to make sure that the numbers are put together properly and spend time evaluating them, understand that it is the one uh, area that you can go to truly look at uh, and, and, and lean into for helps to be able to guide the decisions in the business. Not just, uh, it's just not a historical thing. Yes, numbers, when I take them, I'm going to look backwards for a specific period of time. But I need that information to be able to evaluate what do I need to do now and what should I and what can I do going forward. So first of all, understanding that the numbers help guide decisions. Number two, saved one from fallible emotions. There's a lot of emotion that goes into business. Uh, this last week, uh, dealing with, uh, with with some clients that are just really extremely emotional about some of the the, the, the numbers in their business. Uh, to the point that, I mean, it was like, it, it was some of the text messages, some of the conversations uh, that, that uh, weren't sent directly to me, but kind of going back and forth and some email strings and text strings were, did re- almost re- reach the point of being somewhat toxic. And uh, it was simply because uh, there was nobody inside the business that truly understood the numbers and what they were looking at and uh, being able to evaluate. And so when they didn't have the numbers and they weren't relying or leaning on those numbers, uh, then it really allows for a flood of emotion. But uh, if you have those numbers, it really can help uh, save you from fallible emotions, as John Rockefeller put it. Uh, Next, uh, it helped gauge performance. How else am I going to know how my business is performing unless I have good numbers in front of me? Number four, it helped expose fraud. And uh, we have had uh, situations where we've dealt with clients that uh, uh, unfortunately did have some of this inside going on inside of their business. If you aren't keeping on top of it, and you don't, especially if you don't have proper oversight inside of your business, uh, then uh, then there um, uh, that you could end up in a situation to where uh, you could end up with someone committing fraud inside the business, or if you aren't spending the time yourself as a business owner educating yourself. And then moving forward and getting into things where you don't understand how to put those numbers together, how they should be put together, then you can also get yourself into a lot of trouble that way as well. So it, uh, your numbers, your books can go about helping expose fraud. And, and to this point, I think it's extremely important for if you're a business owner looking at this, Granted, you're probably not sitting down writing your own checks and doing this type of thing if you have a business of any size at all. You probably have somebody else doing it. Make sure you're doing your oversight. Also, make sure that you're you're, you're not just handing everything off to someone, but you are indeed looking at the numbers, but also educating yourself in your business model. And if you're going through and if you're, if you're trying to do raises, if you're involved with other people's money, to make sure you understand your responsibilities that you have, the uh, duty of diligence, the duty of care that you have as a business owner, as it, resp- as it, uh, as it, uh, as it involves uh, other people's money. This also includes your tax dollars. If you have a payroll inside of your company, if those payroll tax dollars aren't being handled properly, you can get yourself into a lot of trouble. If you do it over a long period of time, it can reach the level of being considered 
fraud. So make sure that you understand uh, that you're doing your oversight and you understand your responsibilities as a business owner as it relates to the financials inside of your business. And lastly, number five, he said it helps ferret out hidden inefficiencies. And I think this uh, maybe for um, on the micro is probably the most important. Kind of go through as you look at your financials over time. Uh, there are certain areas inside of my businesses that I, that uh, that aren't efficient. Compare them to industry averages, uh, things of that nature, to really help uh, you be able to uh, have your business run more efficiently, more profitably. So uh, five things that uh, John Rockefeller uh, pointed out as it relates to why you should know your numbers inside of your business. First of all, it helps guide decisions. Secondly, it saves one from fallible emotions. Thirdly, it gauge performance of, of your business. Number four, expose fraud. And then lastly, number five, ferrets out hidden inefficiencies. As we work through in the last quarter of the year, maybe one of your goals as we move into this next year to make sure that you have good financial principles set up inside of your business, that you're working with uh, with bookkeepers and with outside firms that they can really help you uh, put together those numbers in a way that you can understand them, but also uh, to, uh, to help interpret them for you a little bit and also to help you make decisions along the way. Once again, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Hope this particular podcast did bring you some value, maybe picked up something you could put into, into practice here in the next uh, in the next uh, days and weeks to come have a wonderful end of your 2023 and if you haven't already sub- uh, subscribed to the podcast please consider doing so have a wonderful day